Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. The Volume. It's time for the parade in Pasadena. Tradition meets college football action in one epic bowl game. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make every play count. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on college football. Download the app now and use code JOHN. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code J-O-H-N, John, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-78-977 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restriction terms and, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Had to do a little Saturday night special. Cowboys, Lions, McCarthy trying to throw away his NFL career in front of Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson. Dan Campbell gets crazy at the end of the game. We will dive into everything that just happened with the Cowboys and Lions. And obviously Florida State, who lost today by a lot. Uh, by a lot. I think almost 60, po- more than 60 points. 
So we will dive into some thoughts on the committee getting it right. And Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin shined today. Uh, and, and he's been shining for a while. But we will dive into uh, a couple quick thoughts on Lane Kiffin. Subscribe to 3 and Out Podcast. We also put everything up on YouTube. And yeah, let's rock and roll. But first, you want to do something for someone? Listen, it's after Christmas. We're headed into the new year. Take care of someone and use the Game Time app. Go to your smartphone. Download the official ticketing app of this podcast, Game Time. Download it right now. iPhone, iPad, wherever you download your apps. Buy a pair of tickets, concerts, comedy shows, NFL games. You want to go to an NFL playoff game? You want to go to an NBA game? You want to go to any college game? Game Time has you covered. Just sign up on the Game Time app. Pick the event you want to go to. It gives you great sight lines, price points, exactly where you want to sit, where you'd be sitting, and use the promo code JOHN. That's J-O-H-N, J-O-H-N. Promo code JOHN. Save yourself $20, your first pair of tickets. Cannot recommend them enough. J-O-H-N, promo code JOHN. Save $20. Game time app. Love them. That was wild. As the Lions were driving down the field, I'm not going to lie, a couple weeks ago, and I've been saying this for a while, and I gave Jerry a lot of credit. After they beat the Eagles, and then they lost to the Bills, and Jerry came out in defense of Mike McCarthy saying, listen, everyone's pissed off that we just lost, but the reason this season has been so awesome is because of the coaching staff, Mike taking over the offensive play calls, how great the, you know, obviously Dan Quinn retaining him, they pay him a lot of money, the team has been awesome, they look like they were going to be a major threat, and then they lost last week. After Dak leads them on one of, honestly, like the defining drives of his career. Like, what? What a moment. And then the defense can't get a stop. And then tonight, with a chance to put the, you know, not the nail in the coffin, but put them in a position where the Lions ain't going to go, you know, 40 seconds down the field, no timeouts, and score a touchdown. I, I don't care how many dump offs, even 15 yard plays you make, it's not going to happen. Yet they throw it. Twice. And I, listen, I my theme of this night, and just in general in football, I am pro being aggressive. I'm always pro going for it. Pedal to the metal. Whether it's in your you know personal life, whether it's in your professional life, all for it. But there's a time and there's a line between doing what's smart and being reckless. Brandon Staley, for a lot of his career, was reckless. And it ultimately led to his demise. And the reason he's no longer the Charger coach. Because when you do it too often and you don't get it, it's the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. Winning a playoff game and not winning a playoff game. And Mike McCarthy coming in, this was not must win for the Lions. Lions have already won the division. They've basically locked up the three seed. Like the Lions are going to host a playoff game. Won the division for the first time in 30 years. I I, I was eight years old when the last time the, the Detroit Lions Won the division. Incredible accomplishment. But tonight was about the Cowboys. And they had to win. And the moment Mike, listen, call slants, call layup pass plays, wheel routes to Pollard, that slant route to uh, C.D. Lamb, who had like 800 yards tonight, all for it. It's basically like an 80% chance you're going to complete it. Because a lot of people are going to say, just run it, just run it. I have no problem calling a pass play that, you know, in NFL terms is like 80-90% completion percentage. But that play that Dak threw it out of bounds is honestly, given what was on the line tonight, one of the bigger head scratchers. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Probably some of it's on Dak. You can't make that throw. The play call, the whole thing. 
That was embarrassing. And then to give them the ball back with all that time, and as, as they're driving, which what looked like to win the game, because they basically did, the Lions screwed up. He clearly didn't you know, call himself eligible on that play call, which was a fantastic play call. The one thing you wonder is when they announce 68 is eligible, the defense would look at him a little differently. So when they don't call him eligible, part of the reason he's wide open, I'm going to give Dan Quinn and his defense a little bit of benefit of the doubt. No one's paying attention to him. And so if he does kind of throw his hand up, say he's eligible, does he end up that wide open in the corner of the end zone? Who knows? Probably not, but you never know. We've seen it before. But they never should have been in that position in the first place. Tonight is a night on Jimmy Johnson's night, and we'll get dive into him in a second. With all the legendary Cowboys in attendance, with who knows how many people are watching, 30, 35, 40 million people, Saturday night, holiday, nothing else going on. If Mike McCarthy would have blown that game, you know, even if he won a playoff game and got bounced in the second round, I, I think that'd be hard to shake. Because listen, it is difficult. Being, it's, I've been to a lot of NFL games. I'm sure a lot of people listening or watching this have been too. The flow at an NFL game and the time that you have when you're sitting there on the sideline, you're sitting in the stands, is a lot different than when you're sitting on your couch, slamming a beer, you know, popping a Zin, slamming some, you know, uh, whatever you're drinking, right? It, the pace is a lot different. That's inexcusable. Like, that's not one of those, listen, it's a lot harder on the sideline. That was embarrassing. And it, it really could have and should have cost him the game. And I thought when Dallas, Dak now has had back-to-back games, the drive before that, which ultimately won them the game, he has made some big-time throws. He, he made some awesome throws today. Now, you could argue the Lions' defense, especially their secondary, is not great. But to me, the question is, like, defensively, do you feel as good about the Cowboys as you did last year, as you did earlier in the season? Obviously, they've been much better at home. Uh, if they would have lost, that, that would have put a huge wrinkle in that argument. But to me, this all gets back to heading into the playoffs, do you trust Mike McCarthy? Like, we can't argue he's a good coach. Their team is good. They're going to win 12 games for basically three straight years, right? He's having a lot of success. But in these playoff games, in these big moments, like, is he going to get this team multiple wins? Because they easily could. Like, depending on how this playoff shakes out, they, they're going to play Tampa in the first round. They're going to be favored. You know, if the Rams were to upset the Lions, let's say, in the first round, it could be Dallas at Philly that they could win that game as well. But do you trust them to win these big games with a coach that you have no confidence in a game that's decided by three, four, a touchdown, a field goal, a guy making the right decision? Because it feels like Dan Campbell has a specific logic in how he does things. If he's in a position to go for it and put a nail in the coffin, he will. It felt like Mike, like nailing the coffin or just being a little reckless? Like, Mike, are you drinking? Like, what are you doing? That to me, and I am pro, like I'm okay with basically everything Dan did at the end. The Mike McCarthy pass on second down was, I mean, one of the worst play calls of the season. I don't even think that's arguable. Because one, it wasn't, not only was it a low percentage completion, it was like a deep bomb that the guy threw out of bounds. Like, what the heck are we doing there? And to me, on the flip side, once Dan, he clearly, they showed the replay right before I walked in here. He did not call himself eligible. So when he doesn't do that, and I know the, the other tackle was pissed off, Dan Campbell's freaking out, 
But it looked, from my vantage point, I'm recording this before the press conferences, no one said anything. And the referees clearly did not call it, which they have to do to let the defense know who's eligible. Great play call, but he's not eligible, doesn't count. The moment that play doesn't work and you get backed up to your seven, I thought going forward in that spot is kind of fucking nuts. And obviously Micah Parsons goes off sides, which gives them another play. I thought you have to kick the field goal there. All four going for it on two, uh, at the two-yard line, whatever. Totally. We all knew he was going to. Aikman said on the final drive, I got a couple texts like, you think he's going to go for it? 100% he was going to go for it. But the moment that first play, the penalty, negates it, and you go back five yards, you got to kick the field goal and just play for overtime. And, and I know like, you have less to lose because ultimately like, the game does matter because if you win this and, and the Niners or the Eagles were to, like, the Niners were to lose one of the last two games, the Lions would be the number one seed, you got to kick the field goal there. To me, that, that's my only issue with Dan Campbell in the fourth quarter, that he did not kick a field goal from the seven-yard line. Like, you kick the field goal, you play to overtime, and you take your chances. Because clearly your defense had played pretty well in this game, uh, but, and offensively, your quarterback had been a little off, except that final drive, which is a little unique because they're not trying to give up a long touchdown, so they're playing a little off. Part of the reason they get so many, like, 10-yard plays and the only reason they can even get in position because there's so much time left on the clock, but I thought Dan Campbell had to go for it. And I, I think Dan Campbell showed that when the playoffs come, he's going to be super aggressive. To me, Mike McCarthy is more reckless. Dan Campbell is more true to what he always does. It feels like Mike McCarthy just doesn't have a great feel for these late-game situations, time and time again. Because the talk is going to be, if he gets bounced in the second round, like, what's Jerry going to do? It's a very hard position. For a guy that is consistently winning now, his team is good. Like, they're winning multiple, you know, they're winning playoff games. They're winning 12-plus games. But you're not winning a Super Bowl with that type clock management consistently. It's one thing, one game fuck up, whatever. But it's time and time again with that guy. And if I'm Jerry tonight, like, I'm not that happy. Because I, I thought that was one of the more embarrassing moments of the season. No different than Dan Campbell. Right to me to kick the, to not kick the field goal at the seven yard line was reckless. A lot like Mike McCarthy throwing the ball on second down, reckless, stupid. Like what are you doing? Like this is not a high percentage play. You don't need to do this. If you had to win the last two games to get in the playoffs, totally understand. But you're not in that position. Like you you could take it to overtime. Who knows? Maybe they fumble. Maybe you get an easy field goal. You win the fucking game. You're the one seed. So I, I hated that play from Dan Campbell. And the Cowboys, like, I wanted to have more faith in them coming into the playoffs, but I, I just don't. I really don't. Now, it doesn't mean I'm gonna, definitely going to pick them in the first round. I think if they were to play Philadelphia in the second round, or depending on how the seeding, I think it'd be unlikely, but play the Lions in the second round, they could win the game, 100%. But I don't feel as good about them this year as I did last year, just because of this, something's off. And it starts with the head coach and the confidence he has at the end of these games. Because I, I, Dak made some incredible throws. CeeDee Lamb looked like Michael Irvin meets Jerry Rice. Ferguson's a stud. Um, but man, that, that, was, that was insanity at the end. It, it really was. And overall with the Lions, you know, I was thinking about this as they were coming down the stretch and it kind of looked like, you know, they were going to win or lose when they had the ball at the end. To me, if they were to win one playoff game, it's one of the most successful seasons in the history of the franchise. I think that's what it all comes down to now. They're going to host a playoff game. Assuming the Niners win tomorrow and the Eagles win out, 
the Lions are going to be the three seed. And there's a decent chance they play the Rams, right? Which I've been saying for a while is going to be the Monday night football game. If they win that game, even if they get destroyed in the second round, who cares? That is a wildly, wildly successful season. And if I'm a Lions fan, all the talent you have on your team, the one big picture question mark is the quarterback, uh, who's definitely solid. But tonight, you know, he threw two devastating picks. And the pick toward the end of the game was pretty awful, right? That, that, that just, you can't have turnovers in the fourth quarter of a game that that's tightly contested. Especially, I mean, this was essentially a playoff game. And Jared Goff made losing plays. So the question is, how do you ever upgrade that? They're going to be good for a while. It's going to be difficult. I just think, you know, you keep drafting quarterbacks. And you drafted one this year from Tennessee who's coming off the ACL injury. I don't think you hesitate. If you find a guy in the third or fourth round, you draft another guy. And you just kind of let the competition, and you never know. Maybe you find your Brock Purdy. Maybe you find, you know, your Dak Prescott, right? Because you're going to be in a position in a year. How much do you pay Jared Goff? But that team's really talented. I mean, offensively, they're fucking loaded. Offensive line's awesome. Running backs are good. Tight end. Like, that number 87? That guy right there is going to be the 87 we talk about for the next seven, eight years. As Travis, who knows, might retire this offseason. That's the new 87 in the NFL. That, Sam Laporta is, you know, already what, a top three tight end in the league? Like, he's a stud. Jameson Williams, elite deep threat. St. Brown is just a stud. I mean, St. Brown is the type of guy that every team in the league would want on their team immediately. Defensively, they have some holes. I mean, their secondary is not great. Aiden Hutchinson looked like Reggie White tonight. But, you know, that, to me, it all comes down to this. You win a playoff game, it's like a Super Bowl-level season for the, you know, the Detroit Lions. You lose that playoff game, it's going to feel like a really big disappointment because you've had an incredible year. You've been a very fun watch. Like, there's a huge difference to me between the Lions and the Cowboys. Like, this season of the Cowboys, like, can you make it to the NFC Championship game? That's all that matters. Really, you could argue the regular season, they're, one of, they're the biggest brand in the NFL. We talk a lot about them. They're good, and rightfully so, so they get discussed. Uh, but, like, it's whether they won 11 games, 10 games, 12 games, like, how many playoff games you win? That's strictly how you're judged. And really, like, do you get to the third round for the first time in 25 years? With the Lions, it's can you win the division? They did it. And can you win a playoff game? Because if you lose a home playoff game, uh, that would be a pretty big kick in the nuts, especially if it's shaping up to be against Matt Stafford. I think that has a chance to be going into the you know wildcard weekend. Definitely one of the better games on paper. But that game tonight was, that was fun. And part of the reason it was fun was because of the chaos of the coaches, uh, the reckless nature, the insanity of the play calls, the great playmaking from a lot of the offensive skill guys. The crowd was electric. That, that was really fun. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. And tonight, Jimmy Johnson went into the ring of honor for the Dallas Cowboys, and it really hit me. I think a huge reason why I do this, and I've spent my entire professional life since I graduated college working in the sport of football, is because I fell in love with football when I came of age as a sports fan. And I was born in 1984. So usually you come of age as a sports fan around seven, eight years old. Well, at the time, the two best teams in the league were the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. And I vividly remember watching games with my dad, especially the NFC Championship game, where the 49ers couldn't beat Dallas. Dallas got to the Super Bowl and won. And then that 94 team, which is my favorite team of all time, the Niners went into that game against, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, 
And it was where I came from in Northern California. The, the San Francisco 49ers, you know, were equivalent to the New York Yankees. They were in the midst of a dynasty. They had already won four Super Bowls. They ended up winning the fifth that year. But it was like, can they beat the Cowboys? And what Jimmy Johnson turned that team into, what he did with the Cowboys as not just a head coach, but as a team builder, the Herschel Walker trade, drafting all those guys, trading for those players, helping Jerry Jones. I was trying to explain Jimmy Johnson to my girlfriend and like, you know, Jerry, when he bought the team, one, he didn't even really have the money. He had to leverage himself. And then he fires this legendary coach, Tom Landry, for his buddy that he played with in Arkansas. But he wasn't just his buddy. He was kind of a legend in college at Miami. And then he gets to the pros and they're fucking terrible. But then within a couple years, he has them as just a powerhouse. And those games, that rivalry, the importance of NFL football with a team that I rooted for as a kid going up against a team that I didn't think they could beat. And I remember being in Miami. It would have been in, you know, in like January or February, whenever the Super Bowl was when the Chiefs played the Niners. And this is, you know, many of you that are listening now or watching now probably weren't listening to three and out. But I went to the Chiefs hotel and I interviewed Veach. And after I interviewed Veach, I stayed. I went and hung out with some buddies that are on the staff. They, they still are. Uh, Rick Burkholder, who's a trainer. I was BSing with him and a couple other buddies on the scouting staff. And we were sitting down having some coffee. It was in the morning. And he was telling me, he's like, you know, Coach Reed had Jimmy Johnson talk to the team a couple days ago. And he's like, it was fucking electric. Like, nobody, everyone was on the edge of your seat. And you saw tonight, Jimmy, at halftime, like, don't let the gray hair, don't let the old man fool you. He flipped a switch, and you're like, damn, the dude still got it. And I'll never forget my buddy telling me, Jimmy still got it. Like, if Jimmy ran a team right now, everyone would be on their, on their fucking toes 24-7, 365. And I think Jimmy Johnson is just truly one of the great characters of the NFL. And to me, his story interwoven with the Cowboys tonight being at a game uh, that was, you know, so entertaining down the stretch. But I'm just glad that those guys figured it out. Obviously, it started with Jerry and the ego and firing him. But that was a time for a lot of people my age. uh, Fox got the NFL. John Madden joined Fox. The Cowboys, the Niners, Brett Favre. That I, I just really believe, like, is a huge reason I do this for a living. I fell in love with football. By the time I got to high school, I realized I couldn't play. I was terrible. I was like one of the worst players on the team, but I loved the sport. And I've dedicated my life to now talking about it, working in it. And my love of football was shaped, you know, indirectly. You know, a huge part of it was Jimmy Johnson and those Cowboys teams because I love the Niners. They couldn't fucking beat them until they finally did. And it was a really cool moment. And uh, I just think, Jimmy, for anyone in football, it was kind of like John Madden. People just love that guy. And the amount of people in the NFL, you know, Parcells, you know, is a big ego guy. I'm not, all these guys are, but, you know, kind of likes telling everyone what's going on. Like, this guy calls me, this guy calls me. The amount of people that contact and talk with Jimmy Johnson and, and the late John Madden about their teams, about coaching, about strategy, about team building would blow you away. And I think his, imp- we hear this a lot about politics, like who's really running things? You know, we never really know. Uh, forever they would have called you like a conspiracy theorist and you find out, yeah, it's probably true, like some people behind the scenes. In football, it's a lot like that. And there are guys, forever it was Parcells, forever it was John Madden, and still with Jimmy Johnson, play a huge role for a lot of these coaches as sounding boards 
and people that they lean on to talk to and has a huge influence in the NFL. And uh, that, that guy's just a certified badass. So what a game, what a night, and uh, th- that was fun. A couple other quick things. I said it at the jump when the committee made the decision. The reason the committee put Florida State at five and Georgia at six, Georgia was just one, and they lost the game to Alabama, and they went from one to six, was strictly for optics. There's not a snowball's chance in hell. If they had, you know, it wouldn't have broke the way it broke, and there was one spot remaining, they would have put Florida State over Georgia. It never would have happened. But it was an easy one. They knew they were going to get a bunch of blowback. They just put Georgia at six. We all knew it. And it feels like we're all talking shit about Florida State. I personally am not. I think they're a program trending up. They're a program that's not going anywhere. Them and Clemson will do everything humanly possible to get out of the ACC and into the SEC. But the moment their quarterback was injured, they did not belong in the Final Four. Now, today's game against Georgia was like 65-3 to or whatever the final score was. was a complete fugazi. I think they had 20 opt-outs. I mean, they got several first-round players. Today's game didn't matter. They were never going to win, right? But they wouldn't have beat Georgia fully healthy with Jordan Travis. Georgia's better. And that's not a slight at Florida State. To me, Florida State reminds me a lot of Oregon. Like, they would have been really close. They're just not a Final Four team this year, right? But the way we do it, and they pick people with only four teams. But listen, the committee got it right. And they got it right for us. Like, for the consumer. And on Monday, we have two games. One spreads like two. The other spreads four. Now, I don't know how they're going to play out, but they're not going to play out by a 30, 40, 50-point blowout. I'm pretty confident on that. And Florida State, it's not about today in the final score. It was about getting it right at the moment, and they got it right. And there's a reason Florida State's so mad. The ACC is a dog shit conference. It's terrible. It is not. You know who the second best team is? A 9-4 and four Clemson. That's the second best team. The other teams are awful. North Carolina stinks. Miami is awful. Mario is an, beyond an average coach. The conference is not good. So, listen, I had no sympathy at the time. I'm not making that big a deal about today because I don't think it mattered. But props to the committee for doing, like, it would have been semi-easy to be like, well, they're undefeated, put them in. And we would have got screwed. You know, us, the 20 million people that are going to watch these games on Monday, had to watch a blowout. Nobody wants to watch that. A game might end up in a blowout. Maybe Michigan beats them by 20. Maybe Alabama beats them by 20. But at least going into that game, you go, God, this is a legitimate game. Not a soul on God's green earth would have thought that if Florida State would have rolled in there with their backup quarterback. Now, obviously, a lot of the opt-out guys would have played in the game, and they didn't today. But, like, there's a gap. And to me, the gap, when the quarterback got hurt, like, it had to change. And they made the right decision. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. 
They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And last but not least, to me, they're the two best coaches in the country by a wide margin are Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. They're, they're on a tier by themselves. And you could argue just based on the, you know, uh, head-to-head matchup, Nick is clearly above Saban and, and slash his resume. So it would be Nick 1, Kirby 2. Then to me, there is a gigantic tier of the next group. And the next group is really good. It's like Jim Harbaugh, I think Kalen Dubor, so I'm going to bet a lot of money on Washington come Monday, are kind of in that group. Ryan Day has proven to not be in that group. Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh was right, born on third base. He just lost 14-3. to Like, I'm sorry. I don't give a shit who doesn't play at quarterback for your team. You're Ohio State. It's one thing to lose a game, like 25-23. to This is a bowl game. Missouri's good. 14-3. to Scored three fucking points. You're an offensive guy. He's clearly on the hot seat going into next season, and rightfully so. They spend more on a coaching staff than any team in the NFL. Like, to me, I'm throwing him out. I have Dubor and Harbaugh. I think Lane Kiffin is trending to be in that group. Because, like, Jim Harbaugh's winning at Michigan. Yeah, good coaches win at Michigan. Kalen Dubor's winning at Washington. Like, Chris Peterson took Washington to the playoffs. You can win at Washington. Now, I think those guys are big time. I think those guys are, you know, $10 million coaches, awesome coaches. Beside Kirby and Nick, th- those would be my next two choices in college football, above Lincoln Riley, above a lot of guys. But, but... I think Lane Kiffin, what he's done at Ole Miss, he's not coaching at LSU. He's not coaching at Georgia. Do you know this? A couple years ago, when Dan Lanning got the Oregon job, Lane wanted it. But Lane's got a lot of red flags, right? A lot of shit happened in his coaching career. Like, I'm telling you, the Joey Freshwater thing makes a lot of these ADs a little nervous. Uh, he, he, he shines in the SEC. They have less rules. I mean, Hugh Freeze is now the coach at Auburn. He literally was calling hookers from his company phone on the way to church on recruiting meetings. Now, he's a good coach, but the SEC doesn't care as much. I do think that Lane Kiffin is like a borderline top five coach in college football. He beat the shit out of James Franklin, who's also one of the highest paid coaches in college football. And I checked James Franklin. 
James Franklin has one good win in the last three years. He loses to Ohio State and Michigan every single year. He beat Utah last year in the Rose Bowl, but he was up 21 to 14. Utah was driving their starting quarterback towards his knee. That's his one win in the last three years. And, and he's easily, like Mario Cristobal, one of the best recruiters in all of college football. Lane beat the shit out of him today. And, and Penn State was trying. And that, that was not a fair fight. So when I look at Lane Kiffin, I go, well, we talk so much about Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley, offensive mind, offensive mind. Well, I watch Lane Kiffin's offenses. They're awesome. You know the difference between Lane Kiffin and Lincoln Riley? Lane cares about defense. He tries at defense. Now he's at a disadvantage. His NIL money is not Alabama, Texas A&M, Georgia, Ohio State. Like he, he doesn't have that type backing at Ole Miss. But his ability to dominate in the transfer portal and clearly hire really good coaches. Like, listen, say what you want about him. Joey Freshwater fired on the tarmac. The, the 2023 version of Lane Kiffin, if you put that guy at one of the true blue bloods, Ole Miss is not. You put him at LSU instead of Brian Kelly, I, I think he'd win a national championship. I, I think he's that good. And he continues to prove it. Hey, listen, I say the same thing about Florida State. I think Mike Norvell and everything at Florida State is trending in the right direction. They, they upgrade at quarterback, transfer portal, keep doing what they're doing, recruit well. They're going to be a team to, you know, they're on the come. They're trending in the right direction. But Florida State should win. Like, if you know what you're doing, like, you're going to win at Florida State. Florida State, like, wouldn't take Lane Kiffin's calls. People, for whatever reason, some toxic thing around Lane Kiffin aren't, you know, don't mess with him. But Ole Miss does. Why? Because they're a little bit of a renegade school. And look what he's done for them. I mean, he's just rattling off double-digit wins. You don't win double-digit games at Ole Miss consistently. And he's doing that now. Especially in that division. Look, every year, he plays Alabama. He plays LSU. This year, you had to play Georgia. Uh, Mississippi State, like, is your rival. That's not like it's some easy game. A&M. And as Lane Kiffin said, A&M on, on paper is one of the best rosters in the country. So what Lane's doing, what an incredible bounce back. Because, what, a decade ago, he was a laughingstock. Even in Alabama, it's like, well, this just Saban. And then he goes, you know, to FAU and what he did there. But since coming to Ole Miss, what a hire. And props to them for taking, I, I don't even want to call it a chance, but having Lane Kiffin because he's turned Ole Miss into like a legitimate borderline top five program in the country. The volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash Active cash. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, 
with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 